Get ready to rock radio. Now that was a track from the brand new Magnum album, which is out in June, and it's called Into the Valley of the Moon King. We played the lead track, Cry to Yourself, and we're saying a very warm welcome once again to Tony Clarkin. Hello, Tony. Hello, David. Oh, nice to talk to you. And uh, I mentioned just before the interview that uh, the last time we spoke was just before the release of Wings of Heaven Live, so that was about a year or so ago, yeah. uh, February 2008. Um, Obviously, lots has happened uh, to you, Tony, uh, in the meantime, not least writing and putting together the brand new album. Uh, having listened to it, I have to say that like the uh, the last album, it takes a little bit of getting into, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm sure people will say that to you, Ruby. It's, um, it, it repays repeated listening, and, and you can say that about all the best albums, really. Um, when you were starting to plan this new album, I mean, what was guiding you? I mean, do you make the most of the, the songs you have to hand, or do you start right from scratch? Or, I mean, I suppose the other possibility is to actually recreate a previous album, or at least the atmosphere of, uh, of a previous album. No, no, I, I never tried to do that. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, I, I have to say that I've I just started writing songs, um, but it took me, I think it was over a year to, to write this. Um, that was before we even got into the studio to, um, to record it. Um, and I, so I, I, I write things at home, uh, record them at home, um, and get them to a, a state of pretty, you know, a pretty good listening uh, state um, I think it was I had something in, in the region of about 60 songs altogether, and um, gradually I just trimmed them down one by one and put them aside and finally end up with around 15 to 20 and uh, then I go into the studio um, put real guitars on and um, at this stage, it's still all drum samples and um, bass that I've played and keyboards that I've played. But then I get Bobby to uh, have a listen to everything and um, to see whether he, you know, uh, see what he makes of it. And uh, then we finally get, I, mean, I can't remember exactly, it's normally about 60 minutes. 59 minutes, I think it is, something like that, 60 minutes, uh, we need to end up with. Um, so that, that's your only sort of um, criteria that, that you have to have in your head, really. Mm. You've got to have, I think it's over 55 minutes, something like that. But then comes the, the hard bit about writing lyrics and finding subjects to write about. But this time I, I was looking for a, a title of the album, and um, this was to give me the feeling of, of what what the album was going to be like. And that, and that actually came about. I, we, we were looking for a, a title, and every day I went in the studio, I'm saying to Bob, oh, it's this, it's that. And Bobby, every time Bob would say, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And then I'd change it the day after, and blah, 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 blah. And that went on for ages. And um, Bob saw in one of my books, that I'd written uh, about the Moon King. I, I thought, oh, hey, that's a good title. And so I used that then. 
as the title, and that that sort of it gives you a direction if you like. Mm. Not not that anyone else in the world could follow, but it, it helps me. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much how it goes, anyway. So you have the music. It sounds like you have had the music. You've, you've answered a question really about whether the music comes first or the words, but it sounds like you had the songs, the music, and then you develop lyrics from that. But were these songs, Tony, that you'd had, you know, I've got this vision of you in your studio, and you've got this stockpile of songs which are sort of mounted up over the years. Um, many of those would make other people's albums, but you obviously exercise your own um, sort of critical factor here, and yeah. uh, only so many go in, and, and as you say, there's only 60 minutes to get <laughs> to get an album out but uh, were these was it a bit of a, a mix of previous songs or was no, it there was nothing, nothing at all nothing at all no that's incredible I mean, I've got stuff on my computer that I wrote for, I don't know I don't know five years ago or something now I've got stacks of stuff on there which um, I hate I always hate looking back and which is stupid really because there could be some good stuff there I don't know well, I know there's some good stuff there, but um, it's uh, something I I don't like the the idea of of going back and going oh that was I, the point that it's there means that I didn't think it was right at the time, so you know that's why I don't go back if you like. Mm. Probably when I'm 150 years old, I'll do it. But <laughs> next week. You like to you like to push on forward, really, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now the the, the title track then, um, which uh, f from which the album takes its name, the Moon King. Just tell us a little bit about what what that's all about. If you if you look at the album cover, there's a, a young boy on there, and uh, the idea was, I got the ideas, I should say, from like any Blight and the Secret Seven, Famous Five, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So there's a little kid there with a with the um, catapult stuck in his uh, pocket and this character behind him showing him, you know, this is the way to the Moon King sort of thing. There's the dragon and the dragon and the tiger, which is heaven and earth. Um, and some of the old, um, sort of the, the city from Chase the Dragon and some mice there. But um, it was more of a feeling... Um, that I wanted to get across, and it was um, the, the the sort of the Moses type figure, if you like. I wanted him to be a benevolent figure rather than um, a scary figure, um, showing you know this young boy. You know, this is like adventure, I suppose. Yes. Introducing him to adventure with the Moon King. That's sort of a, a rough sketch of what it's about. Oh, it's very interesting. I think that it'll mean more to people when they see the album cover. Um, yeah, and um, th this uh, I, I've been on to uh, now. Whether you believe this, actually, you'll, you'll probably confirm it. Um, according to Wikipedia, this is your fifteenth studio album, yeah. and, and that's after thirty years. Um, now I get the sense now with the band Tony that, uh, and perhaps with you in particular that you're guided when you make your music it's music you want to make not necessarily maybe what the fans or even the critics might expect but more often than not it, it works out it's a you know it actually pleases all parties really that, that's absolutely true um to do music that's any good i think well this is my theory of course but uh, you, you've got to write it for yourself and write something that you like yourself and 
I couldn't possibly know what everybody likes anyway. So, first of all, it's got to please me. Then the next person who's got to please is Bob because he's got to sing them, you know. Um, then you really hope that everybody else in the band likes it and then everybody that has a record likes it. So there's a lot of hope in, in all this. <laughs> um, but uh, you, the idea is you, you've got to really be real satisfied yourself, please yourself. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, long time since we ever had a single out or anything like that, so I don't have the pressures of... Um, in fact, SPV, the record company, don't ever push me in the, the directions of um, you know trying to do hit singles and things like that. Mm. So that's good. Oh, that's excellent, isn't it? Yeah. Now I have to ask this. I mean, I've got this vision that you um, you've got this stuff for um, you're in the studio basically. You've got these tracks laid down. Is there ever a time when you know the band or or Bob says I just don't like you know that basically rejects a song out of hand I mean for for whatever reason or is would you say there's quite a high success rate really <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I think we we come to the the uh, deci- decision on whether a song will make it or not onto the album together really yeah um, it would be various things, um, whether we, I mean, it could be something stupid as we're running out of time, and I realise there's like 20 verses I've got to write, uh, so let's put that one aside. Um, or I'll, we'll have done a vocal on and maybe half completed a song, and I'll say, what do you think, Bob? And he'll go, yeah, it's pretty good. And I'll say, but Sansa's better, isn't it? And we work it out that way. Mm. I think you see, they choose they choose themselves. Um, it's, it's not really. It becomes apparent which are the best um, best songs, really. And I suppose those that uh, Bob feels comfortable singing, really, isn't it as well? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean. Obviously, when I write, I know I'm writing for Bob. Yes. So I would never do something that I know that he wouldn't like. Um, and as far as melody goes, um, you know, um, I, I try my utmost to, to get really good melodies and, um, for him to sing, you know. Get ready to rock radio. When Magnum got back together again in 2001, I mean... I think you were quoted as saying that, you know, you thought really nothing uh, more in terms of music than Magnum, really. That was very much your world. And I think when the band split in the mid-90s, although you had that involvement with Hard Rain and uh, and with Bob as well, I mean, you came back to Magnum, and it's it's really consumed your sort of musical career. But um, is that right, really? You sort of realise perhaps... um, you know, seven or eight years ago now, that Magnum was really what you wanted to do. Yeah, but again, I, I still think it was the right thing for me to do it, to, to to quit at the time. Yes, I really do. Um, because I came back with um, with, with, with so much um, feel for it. Mm. Uh, it was it was good for me to not do Magnum. Um, 
and uh, like I mean the brand new morning album Princess Alice and this and new album the Moon King album are I would say my favourite albums and they're, they're like the new I wouldn't say the new Magnum but that they feel like they're connected somehow mm. um, and if anyone was to ask me about uh, to listen to Magnum I'd say you know listen to any of these three albums really yes you, you're very pleased with that and as you say that break obviously did give you that renewed yeah. energy really yeah yes. which is no bad thing now the new album comes out in a variety of formats I think it's out um, actually it comes out in vinyl this time which is interesting um, and considering that Magnum's history has, has really coincided with um, you know like the, the 80s period when there was a spate of like picture discs and limited editions and bonus tracks um, I mean that seems a world away now, doesn't it? What with yes, with downloads and stuff. But do you, do you hang on to your albums and memorabilia, Tony? Are you a collector? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm the very opposite. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have. I have copies of the Moon King. Now, if I had to try and find a Princess Alice copy, which is or um, the Wings of Heaven live, I bet you I couldn't find it. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I've got sort of copies of Jimi Hendrix and things like that but the, stu- the stuff that I actually record I end up giving it away to people now, or somebody always says oh can I have that you know have you got a copy of you know Brand New Morning oh yeah okay there you go and I end up I never have a, a copy of anything I'm sure Bob's got millions of them yes <laughs> once it's done to me it's done it's, and yeah. then we tour it and you refine it even more so when you go on tour, and, and um, but then certain st- songs stay in the set. I don't really need the record to be, yeah, but it's nice to hear it occasionally. But I'm not the sort of person that sits around listening to myself. It's, uh, no, and what about collecting those? Because I mean, there was a whole raft of like, you know, really quite attractive picture discs. But mm. but that doesn't really interest you. No, I mean, mm. there were clocks. <laughs> I can remember that where we got award, um, no, the record company. I don't know where we were now, somewhere like Austria or somewhere. They gave us oh, vigilante clocks. Yes. And all various things, but I mean, they're worthless, really. Gold records are pretty good, but I haven't got any of those. I mean, Bob has, and I think Mark Stanway definitely has. Um, <laughs> I gave those away as well. <laughs> Uh, never mind. Oh, now is there anything else then in in the vaults with Magnum that you think should be released, or would you say most has come out really in terms of? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say yeah. Apart from all these songs that are stacked up in your hard drive, yeah. you know. That's stuff that people haven't heard. Really. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I think everything's um come out. Well, I, I'm, I mean, I'll say that, and then something. Would, pops up doesn't it yeah but uh, we, we don't seem to have any uh, say in the matter on all that early stuff thing. yes yes there have been so many different permutations haven't there yeah. over the years and collections and compilations and uh, I should mention to uh, to listeners that the um, the Digipack edition I think it is has a bonus DVD this time 
and uh, that has interview material and also um, archive footage from uh, two interesting gigs actually Tony well, one was in the mid 80s I think you were playing Storytellers Night yeah. and that was Camden Palace Oh, that's right. And uh, Birmingham Town Hall, a gig I actually went to in 1992. <laughs> well, that was brilliant. I think um, that's when you were really promoting sleepwalking. Was it really? Yeah. Well, I don't remember that being an old person. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's on it that's good. Uh, this guy called Richard Mason uh, sent me a copy when VHS was sort of the rage of... Um, he, he, he put together all this First World War footage of uh, put it together for um, a Remembrance Day service at his um, school. Right. And he sent it me along, and, and he, the the the, uh, the track was Le Mort Ensemble. Ah. Uh, that was the soundtrack, and it's absolutely brilliant. Huh. Um, and this was like some time ago, obviously the HS and all that, and then about. Sort of like, I don't know, nine months ago, I get this copy of a, a DVD through the post, and it's um, it's Le Mort Ensemble with this. I put it in, you know, and you wrote me a letter saying that I've got a much better copy now, and uh, I thought I'd send it to you. And uh, it's great, it really pulls at your heartstrings, I tell you. Uh-huh. Um, this is on the DVD. Just a, a final question, Tony, then. Is there anything else you want to achieve with Magnum or in music generally? Um, a solo acoustic album. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I just want to really continue doing what I'm doing, really. Um, yes. It's, it's really quite a luxury, I think, that, that I'm, I feel like I'm being allowed to write what I want and uh, um, without being interfered with basically <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it bluntly yes I, I understand uh, and uh, I think that's great that the, the record company have a certain amount of confidence I mean of course we don't sell millions of records um, I think just to, to continue um, and I'd like more people to hear our records and that in itself is a nice challenge, isn't it, to, to convert new listeners, really? Yeah. Mm. Is, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's hear a track, another track from Into the Valley of the Moon King, and it's going to be Time to Cross That River, another of my favourites, Tony. I'm sure people will be telling you their own personal favourites, but it's definitely an album to get into, and I think all credit for that, because it's, um, it's not an instant fix, and I think you find that with the best albums, you can, you can go back to them. And I, I find that's actually with Princess Alice as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I truly believe that's the case. What, what you're saying, I, I agree with. Because if it's... You, you do need something to... I wouldn't say challenge your listening, but when you go back, you hear something that you didn't hear before. You know, yes, that's right. Every time you go back, you oh, I didn't notice that bit, or whatever it might be. I mean, uh, I, I I get it with books. Like you, you, I always got it with um, the Sherlock Holmes books. I, I'd be, you know, Conan Doyle thing is like you'd be reading it, and then you read it, and nine months later, and you forget what you've re- yeah. uh, read, and because it's such a, a great story, you know. 
That's right. No, I think I, I know exactly what you mean. Well, look, all the best, Tony, with this um, new album. And uh, it must seem an age away, that tour in uh, the autumn, but it'll soon soon come round, won't it? Yes, it will. A chance to crank out the uh, the guitar again and uh, have a good time on stage. So, so we wish you all the best with, um, you know, just keep writing those songs because, uh, you know, the, 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 the quality standard is amazing, actually, through the years. And, I'm, you know, you obviously exercise your own discretion, but uh, I, I think listeners and uh, fans will probably think there are the loads of uh, undiscovered songs that need to be let out, unleashed. <laughs> Maybe that's something that will happen in the future as well. Mm. Oh. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for your time, and nice to talk to you again. Thank you, Dave.